Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, Cassandra Lavelle. This is The Conversation. Today is September the 27th. Man, we are almost 10 months to the year. Um, but September 27th, God is good. Always, right? Um, excited to be with y'all today. It's been a little minute. It's always a little minute. Uh, at this point, I'm potting like once a month, which is good. Um, I'm excited. I got a real good word that I want to share and just really want to... Uh, continue to uh, speak on the truth of the scripture so that we can be better equipped to contend for our faith, to defend our Christian faith, um, to contend for sound doctrine, right? And I always say it like doctrine is the teachings of Jesus Christ and his apostles, right? The word of God. So um, yeah, welcome to the conversation. If you never listened before, thank you for listening today. I appreciate you so much. And for those who are listening, I'm glad that you are with me. Um, yeah, I'm glad that you're here. Let me pause this. Hold up. All right, my bad. I'm back. I saw something in the basement. I thought I saw something on the ground. I was like, hold up. Let me go see what it is. But it wasn't nothing. I'm tripping. Need to quit playing. Start wearing this. Get some glasses. Wear these glasses. Um, yeah, but I'm excited about being here uh, with y'all tonight. And so tonight I just really want to talk about um, where you from? Where are you from, right? Right? Where are you from? Who are you? Um, so many of you know that I just got back uh, two weeks ago now from a mission trip to Kenya, Africa. It had been such a incredible missions trip. Our team was so cold. Our team was dope, man. Like God did so much. And we moved, we was moving in Kenya. Um, and he used us in so many ways. And our team really gelled mesh and was on one accord and unity. And so because of that unity and that love, um, and us preferring each other above ourselves, like God really just showed up in so many ways. And it was incredibly just amazing to see so many souls saved in Kenya. And so thank you um, to all of our supporters, to all of my personal supporters, those who have been supporting me um, from my first missions journey to El Salvador, you know, see you that I say El Salvador back in 2016, all the way into now, um, five years in this thing, like, I don't know how many trips in I am at this point, like, I don't know, but God is good. And uh, I appreciate your support. And thank you for my current supporters, those who just recently sold into our trip. So my trip personally, so that I could go and preach the gospel um, and to share some music and just really love on uh, the my brothers and sisters in Kenya. Yeah, it's just, get overwhelmed thinking about it because it was just, it was such a good, 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 like successful missions journey so many souls one man and so many um encouraged yeah so thank you thank you thank you um yeah you can see i got my bills you know my little bills uh shirt on and everything i'm representing we played yesterday we played the washington team and we put the smack down on them boys uh it was 21 to 43 my husband i had actually got chad and my son, Lorenzo, my oldest son, tickets to go uh, to the game. I got them back in June for Father's Day for him, but the game was yesterday. And they went and they said it was incredible. And then they had like some Hall of Famers there. He got a chance to meet people and hold a um, 
a championship ring and take pictures and they had a blast. And that was my son's first uh, NFL game. So I was glad that he could experience it with my husband, with his dad, and they got a, they took a dub, you know, so it just, it was good. So, um, so I just thought I'd represent for my husband, uh, as you can see all the bill stuff in the background. If you listen to, you can't see it, but yeah, um, represent the team, the squad. Yeah. Anyway. So again, man, I'm so excited to be with y'all tonight and just really want to um, talk to you about, you know, where we from. And of course, this podcast is catered to believers. But if you're not a believer in Jesus Christ is Lord, I'm glad you're still listening. I hope you're curious. I hope you are seeking um, answers. And maybe I pray that you will find the answers here. Uh, so you are more than welcome, you know, to the conversation. But uh, the title is like, where are you from? Like, um, and, and I thought that title, that thought came from the fact that uh, there's some scriptures that's really been sitting with me heavy, probably for the whole month of September. And uh, the scriptures are found in the book of Hebrews, right? I'm looking for them right now, y'all. They found <laughs> they found in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews 11. And I, you know what? I'm so sorry if y'all hear this noise in the background, but it is what it is. I got to get it in while I can get it in. It's the laundry in the background. <laughs> but um, just in case you're wondering what's going on. But yeah, in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, basically there's um, some verses that I wanted to read. And I just want to kind of bring out the truth of these scriptures. And so um, let me get ready to pull those up. Give me a second. Yeah, I'm going to pull those up real quick. Thank you, Lord. All right. So, I really need to get some glasses and quit playing. Like, seriously. All right, here we go. So, the the scriptures are Hebrews chapter 11. I'm going to just read um, verse 16, but I'm going to read the NLT. Today, I usually use CSB. I'm going to go back to CSB, but um, right now I'm going to use NLT and drink my water. All right, so it says, But they were looking for a better place, a heavenly homeland. That is why God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Right? Now, let me go back. Let me... You know, we can't just read a Bible verse and start talking, but I really want to want to give some context. So I want to whenever you study in the word, you really want to know, like, who's talking, which I don't know the author of Hebrews, but you want to know um, what they're talking about, like who they're talking to, who's the audience. Right. What was being said? Scriptures above, scriptures below and so on and so forth. Right. So I'm going to just back up a little bit just to make sure that we had a context. And so, and uh, let me change my Bible real quick to the, I'll go to the NLT and then go to CSB. So Hebrews 11, I just started at the beginning of the chapter. You know, people call this like, a, they call this chapter what? The Hall of Faith. You heard, you heard people say like, it's the Hall of Faith or great examples of people in the faith, right? So before we dissect 11.16, I'm going to read 1 through 15 just to give some context. So it says this. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in the days of old earned a good reputation. 
By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed in God's command that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. And Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man and God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel was long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. It was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him. For before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. And it is impossible to please God without faith. I mean, anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God who warned him about the things that had never happened before. But by faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. Verse eight, it was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and to go to another land that God would give him as an inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. This is Abraham. And even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith for he was like a foreigner living in tents. And so did Isaac and Jacob, which was Abraham's son and grandson who inherited the promise. Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child and Sarah was Abraham's wife. It says even by, it was even by faith that Sarah was able to have a child, though she was barren and too old. Abraham was like a hundred. I think when he had his first, uh, well, he had the child of promise, his second son, but the child of promise by Sarah, his wife, she believed that God would keep his promise. And so a whole nation came from this one man who was as good as dead. Homeboy was old. <laughs> a nation with so many people that like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore, there was no way to count them. So we know that the children of Israel, uh, the sea came through Abraham, right? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the 12 tribes and so on and so forth, right? But it, the promise came through Abraham and the promise was Isaac, right? And we know that they were all in the lineage of our savior, Jesus. So verse 13 says, and all these people did, oh, did, <laughs> all these people died still believing what God had promised them. They did not receive what was promised, but they saw it all from a distance and they welcomed it. They agreed that they were foreigners and nomads here on earth. Obviously, people who say such things are looking forward to a country they can call their own. If they had longed for the country they came from, they could have gone back, but they were looking for a better place. This is key verse 16. They were looking for a better place, a heavenly homeland. That is why God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. And tonight on the conversation or today, whenever you listen, and I want to tell you, my sisters and brothers, that God has prepared a heavenly homeland, a heavenly place for you. So when we say, where are you from? We are citizens. When you're born again, we're citizens of heaven, man. 
Paul said it this way in Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. He says, for our citizenship is in heaven. Whence also we wait for a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul's like, listen, our citizenship is in heaven and we are waiting for our savior, Jesus, to return. It says, who shall fashion anew the body of our humiliation that it may be conformed to the body of his glory according to the work and whereby he is able even to subject all things to himself. So what Paul was saying to the believers is that we are citizens of heaven. We have privileges of the kingdom of God. And so we're foreigners in this land. We're foreigners, foreigners in the earth. I like to say it this way. We're, we have dual citizenship. Like I'm American. People who listen maybe from other countries and um, in other nations. But if you're a believer, you're not only from here, but truth be told, you're a citizen of heaven. So you have dual citizenship, right? Right? Heavenly citizenship. So Paul, Paul is reminding us that we will get new bodies, that Christ has redeemed everything, our souls, our bodies. And one day we will be with him in glory and he is subjecting all things to himself. He will reign as Lord. So back to Hebrews eleven sixteen, 16, when the verse says, but they were looking for a better place. That was everyone that I had just read about. It was Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Noah, like Enoch, um, Sarah, these men and women of God found their righteousness in the Old Testament. The Old Testament saints found their righteousness through faith by believing God. Their faith in God, their belief in God is what made them righteous. Just like our belief in Jesus is what makes us righteous, right? Jesus has, God has declared us righteous because we've put our faith in his son and the work that he's done on the cross, right? So, we are citizens. So as citizens of the kingdom of God, listen, although we are not in heaven right now, we still are citizens. And because we're citizens, we're not to think the way the world thinks, but we are to think the way citizens of the kingdom of God thinks, the way the children of God thinks, the way the co-heirs that reign with Jesus Christ thinks are our, 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 eyes should be set on things above, right? Our eyes should be set on things above, on heavenly things. The way we view things should be from a biblical worldview because we're citizens of heaven. Although we are here in the flesh and we are in this earth, we are strangers and foreigners, uh, journeying, um, foreigners, journeying, journeying, <laughs> can't say that word, huh? Journeying <laughs> in the earth, right? So I love the text. I love the scripture um, that Jesus, the words that Jesus speaks to the disciples in John 14. I remember, I don't know if y'all remember when Jesus said, he says, let not your heart be troubled, believe in God and believe also in me. He says, in my father's house are many rooms. And if it were not so, I would have told you. He says, Jesus says, for I go to prepare a place for you. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I come again. And I will receive you unto myself that where I am there, ye may also be. So Jesus is letting us know that he is gone to prepare a place for us in heaven. That is where our home is. We are citizens 
of heaven. And it's so hard sometimes to, to remember that we are citizens of heaven because you walk through this life. I mean, we're here in the earth and we're walking in this life and we're going through so many things. And it's like, we can get so caught up in work and uh, careers and families and relationships or our health or whatever, and forget that this world that we are living in is temporary. It's temporary, right? So we're to set our hearts and our things, our, our sights on things above, on heavenly things, right? Um, I think about the fact that how easy it is to forget who we are in him and where we're really from. We're born of God, right? And so as citizens of heaven, same way Abraham was able to place his sight on something eternal like god it's it's just this is the thing thank you lord god it called abraham god called abraham out of his homeland right among this amongst his family i'm trying to pull up the scripture real quick it's in genesis just want to read for a minute to make sure you really grasp this right so in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, it says this. It says, the Lord said to Abram, go from your land, from your relatives and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you and curse anyone who treats you with contempt and all the peoples on the earth will be blessed through you, right? And so Abraham went as the Lord had told him and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated and the people they had acquired. And they set out for the land of Canaan, which was like the land of promise, right? And so I can't read everything, but Abraham goes and he's going by faith and he's leaving and God's saying, just go and I'll tell you where you're going as you go. As you follow me in obedience, I'll continue to reveal to you like the land that I'm taking you to. That will be the land that your ancestors will inherit, the land that will be blessed, right? And your seed will be blessed. And... Abraham goes, but something happens in Abraham's lifetime as he grows in God, in his relationship with God, should I say. As he grows in his relationship with God, he um, eventually he gets to the land of promise. But in him worshiping the God that saw him, the God that called him out of his homeland to follow him in faith, to worship the true and living God. When he gets to know El Shaddai, God Almighty, when he gets to know Yahweh, like he eventually desires more. He 
wasn't just the promise that he wanted anymore, but it was the promise keeper. It was the one who gave the promise. He desired to be in a land that really belonged to him, a land that would be fit for him and his family. He desired to be where his God was. And so if we go back to Hebrews 11, remember the writer says, like they could have gone back if it was just the regular land, they could have gone back. It says verse 14, it says, now those who say such things make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. And if they were thinking about where they came from, they would have had opportunity to return. Abraham could have went back to where God called him out of, back to where his family was from, where his father's household lived. But they desired a better place, a better place than Canaan, a better place than the land of promise, a better place than where his family was from. They desired heaven. Therefore, God was not ashamed to be called their God because God prepared a city for them. He prepared a city for them. And Jesus is preparing a city for us, which is heaven. So I want to encourage you of the reality and remind you of the reality that you may hit tough times in life. You may go through hard situations. You may be on the mountaintop and life might be smooth and gravy and peaceful and abundant um, with joy and, and, and even wealth or whatever, but in health, whatever. But this is not your home. There's something greater that we are moving towards every day and that is moving towards us. You're a citizen. That's the truth. So what does this have to do with contending for our Christian faith? We have to make sure when we engage unbelievers or people of other religions that they understand there's only one way to heaven. We're citizens of heaven, but there's only one way to get there. And it's through Jesus Christ. It's through his death, burial, and resurrection. It's through what he's done for us. And that he's coming for us. And that there's only one way to God the Father. And if we don't go, if they don't go through Jesus, there will be no entry. Right? That's the truth. So I just want to remind you of that, right? That everything here is temporary. We have something greater to look forward to. Heaven is our home. So yeah, it's been your girl, Cassandra Lavelle. It's the conversation next week. God willing, I'm going to throw God willing on it. I'm going to Atlanta this weekend with my daughter for her birthday. I'm excited about that. But next week, I'm going to um, try to get my people on the missions team, my boy Caleb Yano and Sarah Brown and my son Jonas, <laughs> um, no, Jonas and Cornell and um, Lexi, another team member. 
out in Connecticut. I'm trying to get everybody together in the conversation so we can share with y'all about our trip and uh, talk about it, you know? They was here once before, some of our team, and I want to bring them back so you can hear about our experiences and everything. So it's been a great, great, great conversation. I hope you guys are encouraged, uplifted. Um, I hope you get a chance to go back and read those scriptures if you've ever saw them before, maybe just read over them or whatever. Yeah, it's been a long day. Your girl is about to lay it down early. It's been a long week. I was at a three-day retreat, and it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. And, um, yeah, so I just wanted to hop on here, though, and I'm praying for y'all. I love you guys. Be encouraged. Keep your eyes, your mind fixed on Christ and things above. It's the conversation. I'll see you next time. Peace.